0: 30,000 people were laid off, given the axe, downsized, fired from Wall Street this summer. Let let me just be clear again, because these numbers are crazy. 30,000 people lost their jobs over the last few months. This is Jack Kelly with the Recruiter Podcast. And today, I want to talk a little bit about what's going on within uh, the Wall Street and banking area. You know, part of what we're trying to do with Recruiter is cover a lot of ground. It could be anything from career advice, helping out with interviews, and then also covering news that's out there that could impact your job. And we will cover different industries to see what's going on, what's hot, what's not, who's hiring, who's firing. And unfortunately, for those who work in Wall Street, this this has been a brutal, 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 that's not a word, right? Brutal? (laughs) A brutal time. So today... We just read that over the last few weeks, couple months, Deutsche Bank laid off about 18,000 people. Now, Deutsche Bank, you could say, is a little bit of an outlier in that just their business model has has just been broken for the longest time. Scandal after scandal, problem after problem. So it kind of almost makes sense why that's happening. But on the heels of that, Barclays is laying off 3,000. Citigroup hundreds of people, HSB four thousand plus, and the list goes on. Now, when I say Wall Street, it's probably not fair to say Wall Street itself, because I really mean the big banks here in the US, but it also the big banks in Europe. And what gets murky is that you know the American banks are in Europe, the European banks are here, so there's this cross pollination. So when you see these numbers, these thirty thousand, they're not all necessarily You know, U.S. people, and they're not necessarily kind of New York. They're spread, uh, you know, around the country and spread around in England and other parts of uh, Europe. But it's pretty damaging. And here's, you know, without boring you with all sorts of stats and data, the, the reasons are several. One is that with interest rates falling, that's really not good for banks. Because they're not going to make as much margin on their business, and it it really hurts revenues and profits. So that's a big, big hit, and it looks like we're going to have low interest rates for a long time. Then also, on top of that, there's worries about tariffs and the trade wars and what's going to happen, where there's a lot of rhetoric, but now they're starting to, to fear that there could be serious repercussions of that happening. With other areas, it's interesting with the ascension of technology and automation, there are an awful lot of jobs on Wall Street that are just replacing people. For instance, it used to be, if you were a trader on Wall Street, that was awesome. You know, your day starts at 9.30 and at 4, when the market closes, you're done. And you'd make a crazy amount of money. It was ridiculous. And a lot of these people, you know what? You know, early days, you didn't even have a college degree. Right out of high school, you knew somebody, they hooked you up on the trading desk, and it was an awesome living fast forward to now and a lot of it is all technology driven. It's all automated or you have these really super smart computer people who write codes and then it's almost like there's a person playing video games who're just buy, you know, we hitting the button buying and selling and you don't need people anymore. An executive at Goldman Sachs recently said in uh MIT publication that about 2000ish there were maybe 500 traders on a couple of Goldman's trading desks. Now, three. Let that sink in. How crazy is that? You had hundreds, and now you have about three. And those threes probably aren't even really trading. They're the people who are just managing the computer programs that these computer geniuses are creating. So you don't need these people. But the same holds true for a lot of other kind of rote, repetitive jobs, where they figure, hey, we don't need this person. If we have certain artificial intelligence, software, what have you, they're not necessary at all. Um, So what's happening, you have this confluence of events. You know, everything from the interest rates that are not really in their favor to the ascension of all sorts of technology that's putting jobs out, you know, getting rid of jobs. You know, to worry about the trade wars, and then the economy. As the economy has been so hot, the stock market's so hot that there are worries that eventually it has to, you know, has to change. It has to correct because historically, if you ever look at a chart, it never goes straight up. It's never like it's always, always up. What ends up happening anytime you look at a chart, you see up, 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 and then something happens. You never know exactly what, and then all of a sudden it's called a correction where it goes down about 10% from its high. Other times it could go down more, like 15, 20%, which could cause a recession, and or, or worse. So I think it seems like a lot of the senior executives at the banks are worried about a recession, or at least worry about a significant market pullback. You know, based upon tr- you know tariffs, trade wars, uncertainty. You know, worry about like what's going to happen in Hong Kong if you're following. You know, Hong Kong is you know independent-ish from China, but China is looking to uh, assert their authority. So it's not really that covered in the mainstream media. But there's protests. There's there's a lot of anxiety about what what's going to happen and then what role the U.S. will play in it. So when you kind of mix all of these things together, it's almost sometimes what happens is that the market is looking for an excuse to correct because it's been so high so long that something is going to give. It's almost like when I started skiing, I remember when I was ski and I liked it, but then when I'd go down really fast, I'd freak out because like, i self-taught myself how to ski and I don't know what to do, so I'd actually make myself crash to just get it over with. So it, sometimes it seems like with the market, they know what's gonna happen, and they just want it to happen to get it over with, clear the field, it's done, even though it sucks, and then if you think about that chart again, it starts going right back up again. So what's happening is that these companies if they're worried about a recession, if they're worried about a bad economy, if they're worried about the future, they're not going to hire. When people hire, they usually hire because they feel confident. You know, They're starting new divisions, they're launching new products, they feel good about the future. But conversely, when they're not feeling comfortable about the future, when they're worried about the future, they pull back on hiring because they figure, we don't want these extra people. Why are you going to bring somebody in new if things are bad? We're just going to have to let them go, so let's not even bother. In fact, not only let, not bother, let's just you let a certain percentage go, so we're, we're throwing some of the weight overboard the boat, so we're not weighed down by them. So that's kind of where we are now. These numbers sound big, and they are, but what I've noticed, and for anybody who is out there that was adversely affected by this or worried about it, hey, watching this area for 20-plus years, I've always noticed the pendulum swings one way all the way to the other side all the time. When things are good, the banks get really excited. They hire like crazy because they figure, hey, I'm J.P. Morgan. If I don't hire, Goldman's hiring more than I, uh, more than we are, and we have to compete with them, so we got to hire more. And then Morgan Stanley says, hey, we got to hire more too. And then Credit Suisse and Citigroup, and just so it becomes self-fulfilling that you want to have as much talent because it's a strong market and you don't want to lose market share to your competitors. But then it goes in reverse. When you're worried, you see J.P. Morgan laying off and you're like, "Uh uh-oh. Why is JP Morgan laying off? What do they know that I don't know? So let's lay off some people. Then someone else sees that, you know, Deutsche is laying off. Huh. Maybe we should lay off too. Then HSBC. And then also, if others are laying off, then it's okay for you to lay off. You know, if you're the only bank laying off, people go, uh oh, what's wrong with uh, Citigroup? Why are they laying off? But if you see Societe Generale, HSBC, the others are laying off, and you're like, oh, okay, this is everyone's doing it. So it's like comfort in numbers. So it happens that way, and hopefully, God willing, it's nothing really horrible on the horizon. It's just usual way that markets react. You know, can't go up forever, so there's kind of a correction and a recalibration, if you will. And then after that, usually the trend is it starts going back up again. And then when it goes back up again, companies say, "Oh my God, we need people because we're short-handed because we let so many people go." Let's hire again, and it and it go, and the cycle goes all over again. So it seems dire. But barring any crazy thing happening, you know, over time they should go, you know, come up again. Now, for those who are looking, not such great news. You know, long term, I feel comfortable; will kind of the wheels will get in motion and, and grow again. For those who are going through it, be prepared. You know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it; it's going to be tough because if all the banks are laying off at the same time, then there are less jobs. Also. What they don't talk about too much in these articles is that there's a lot of attrition. So then when people leave, you know, let's say, you know, Dan and Sam and Nicole and Jack leave. Instead of replacing, they just leave it empty. So in addition to, you know, in addition to, you know, the people who are laid off, as others leave, they don't replace it. So the numbers go down even further. So when you're looking for a job, there's not going to be that many openings, so be prepared. And then on top of that, we have other variables. There's been an awful lot of nearshoring and offshoring jobs. So whereas with Wall Street, it was literally literally on the jobs were on Wall Street. Then they kind of moved to Midtown. Then they moved to Jersey City, and it seemed clients couldn't care less that they moved to all these different locations. So then they went to Dallas, St. Louis, uh, Salt Lake City, Jacksonville, Florida, India, Poland you name it, so they started dispersing everywhere. Now, when you're looking for a job, if here in New York, let's say, you're looking around, less jobs, not as much opportunities, and then it's exacerbated by the fact that a lot of these other jobs don't even exist here anymore. They're in all these different locations. And then the final insult is that we're August, and August is one of the slowest times of year. It's right up there with kind of, you know, the uh, the holiday season is december when you have christmas and hanukkah and then going to new year's and everybody's kind of taking that time off same thing once you get to mid-august where we are is that last gaps are taking vacations so even if you want to interview, the hr person isn't there and then when he or she gets back the hiring manager person is on vacation when the hiring manager gets back then someone else is on vacation so it's not a tough time i i don't i don't want to end on this kind of dour note but you know what? Sometimes these things are what they are. Right now, it's, it's, it looks like for the foreseeable future, it's going to be a little tough, a little bit belt tightening, a little, you know, awkward if somebody's looking for a job in this environment. But I, I think, as history shows, let's take even the worst case that happened fairly recently with the financial crisis. It looked horrible, really high unemployment, dread, you know, really tough situation, and then fast forward. For many people, you know, young people, it's like never happened. And, you know, hiring, more jobs, more opportunities, stock market rebounded. So, you know, these things go in waves. So hopefully nothing, you know, further happens as I'm writing this or speaking this because I also wrote a Forbes article on this. So I'm kind of intertwining the two. Um, And we're going to put that article you know, in the link for this podcast, so you could check it out, and, and several other articles about this. You know, the different layoffs. Um, it was down seven. The market was down about seven hundred points, which is about you know a little under three percent, which isn't horrible considering the run that it's had over the last ten years, but it's always a little bit to worry. So. I know this podcast is not something you can listen to, wow, great, Jack, thanks, I feel so much better, <laughs> wow, that was great news, but I, part of the whole ethos of what we're trying to do with the We Crude podcast is just give you a dose of reality, what's happening, You know, who's hiring, who's not hiring, what it means for your career, and you know, I don't think I'm helping anybody if I sugarcoat stuff, I think I am helping people if we share, hey, this is what's going on, so if you're in a job search, you're thinking of a job search, you know, hey, here's the reality. And then if you're questioning, why am I not getting called for an interview? Why is someone not getting back on my resume? You know, your spouse is like, hey, Dan, what's up? Did you do something that you're getting blackballed in the industry? You know, hey, Sam, what did you, what's up? Are you really not trying? You know, you, you, you know at least now you ha- you're armed with a little information, and I know that doesn't help you get a job, but at least that knowledge, you're not, you're not on your own. You know what I mean? It's not because anything you did specifically. It's just, unfortunately, this is a systemic issue that's confronting everybody. So I know that's just cold comfort for people who are looking for a job or want to look for a job, but at least you have the faith. It's not just you. This is something that's happening. So I'm not kind of at least a little bit of a more positive thing to offer. <laughs> I, hope, I hope you enjoy as much as you can enjoy a podcast that's not saying all kinds of cool, fun stuff. But uh, I hope at least you appreciate a little perspective on you know, what's going on you know, currently if you work in Wall Street banking, finance, and, and, and these are the trends. And as always, you'll see all our contact information. And feel free to call, email if you have any questions and any way we can help you.